Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about why horror films in general, and I think especially probably over the last 30 or 40 years, are severely overlooked. Dude, where's the button? (laughs) To the point of where, what what button? To to lock my seat. It's like the lever. You got to like pop the lever in. I mean, that's how you lower it. Yeah. So you like can pop it out and in. So if you push it out, it lets you do this. What do you mean? If you push it in towards the chair, it locks it. <laughs> oh my Yo, gosh. I would have never. I think I, I just would have never. I think Dom's brain just broke. Expected this. Were okay. We, were we having a discussion about Yeah, we were. I think I just touched your foot. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Again, if you touch my foot, I will get scared. And I will think that something is trying to grab me You've from been underneath. Thinking too much about horror movies. Well, yeah, this is what happens. I'm still listen. It's spooky season. Well, listen, we talked in our we talked in our um in our little intro or intermission last week about how I didn't watch horror until I was older. Yeah. Because I was a scaredy cat. I, that that hasn't changed. What it what what has changed is is my tolerance in the moment is better. But then it gets over, and I'm like, I gotta sleep with the lights on. Yeah, I've watched a. I mean, I've watched a good couple movies in the in the five years that I've started watching horror. Where I'm like, I might have to sleep with the lights on I'm right usually, now. I'm usually okay. Um, the last movie, <clears throat> the last horror movie that I couldn't finish, mm-hmm. and it was because I was alone at night and it was dark in my room, was yeah. Sinister. When I oh, when dude. I watched Sinister, I had to. I watched it in the morning when I woke up because I could not do it anymore. But I. I feel like I've gotten a lot better with maybe like what I'm afraid of. Right. And so the same things that were maybe scary in scary movies Mm -hmm. when I was 12. Right. Right. Aren't scary anymore. Have, have you seen, um, have you seen hereditary? I haven't. Oh dude. There's, um, okay. That's the last movie I watched. Um, I, I watched it. I think it was last summer. Um, I watched it last summer. It's on prime. Actually, you can watch it. Um, you can watch it now. Um, right now, no, not right now. You want me to but start it? That movie, I started watching that movie at like midnight, because I was not, I wasn't, I was not tired at all. Bad news. And I was so bored. I was like, ooh, Hereditary. Ari Aster. I've heard good things about him. He's, you know, the, this movie's getting a a ton of hype on YouTube and yeah. uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, all that stuff. So I um, I popped it on, and um. I got in about an hour in, and I said, fuck this. <laughs> he just couldn't do it anymore. I shit you not, I, I turned all the lights on. I, um, I was uh, living with my aunt at the time, and my all my cousins were living in the house over the summer too, so I slept in the basement, like in the living room of the basement. And I don't know why this is, but whenever I sleep in like a, a bigger room, I'm more, I, I get more scared. Like, I feel like there's just more things that could happen inside a large space than in, in a small... Like, when I'm in a bedroom, I'm like, the doors are locked. Like I know the closet is empty. I know the, there's nothing under the bed. But when I'm in a big, giant room, I'm like, I can't check all these corners. That's like the more grown-up version of hiding under the covers. Literally, yeah. <laughs> you, so, you feel safe when you're enclosed. Dude, I kid you not. I, I turned all the lights on, every single light in the basement that was available for me to turn on. I turned on, I shut all the blinds, I closed all the, I, you know, I, I closed everything up. Yeah. 
and I just laid there just staring at the ceiling like at least I have the lights on because I was just sitting there like oh my god <laughs> this is so you know bad. it's kind of a it's kind of a classic like growing up thing you see once the light goes off you see a silhouette on your wall and it's like mm, a mm-hmm. jacket hanging on a dresser post or whatever it right, is right right it makes you think of it's a monster right true yeah i you know that part in the babadook where the monster comes out of the door like it's a it's like a coat hanging on the mm-hmm. door yeah yeah and she sees that and it comes out of right. that space after i watched that and i was I probably watched that the first time my senior year of high school, maybe junior yeah. year. I watched it my but I watched for, it my senior year. For the like next few days, every time I went to sleep, I would yeah. turn and look at something, and I would think that there was like somebody standing in the door. Oh or, man! And it's I don't like that. Horror still has that effect sometimes. It oh depend, yeah, it depends on what I'm watching. Hundred percent. Do you remember what the f- the first movie you watched, the first horror movie you watched was where you realized, oh, that like this is this is still scaring me, but I I think I I get now why so like why this is a such a beloved genre by a kind of a niche group really. If and that's kind of what we'll we'll I kind mean, of dive into that in a minute, but do you remember what movie it was where you actually sat down and watched where you were watching it and you went, "Oh, I I get it." I, I get this now and it kind of wanted you to see more. I think it probably was. And it's what's crazy is I can't, I can't really go into a whole lot of detail. Cause I don't know that I remember every detail of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was um, children of the corn. Okay. When I saw that, I kind of realized what horror could be in terms of storytelling. Um, and that was right at the beginning. Maybe it's it was influential to me because that was right at the beginning of my um, like a horror movie kick. When I was there was right, just right my first my first year of college that summer. I was just watching horror movies every single chance that I got. Mm-hmm. And although it might not stick out amongst the crowd, like that's the one that comes to mind when you, when you ask me about realizing kind of the potential. That right. horror had and and previous to that I had seen I had seen The Shining which it took me more than once to be like oh this is great like mm-hmm. truly yeah. great um, of course I saw I saw Psycho and at first I was like this isn't horror this is not scary mm-hmm. but it's those kinds of movies that I have come to appreciate later on right um at first viewing, I didn't necessarily see it. It's something that I've had to kind of um, mature in my movie knowledge and yeah, and yeah. kind of understanding of what makes a, a horror movie truly scary or truly unnerving. You know, right, right. I think um, for me, when I was um, well, when when I was a kid, when I was a little younger, I watched um, Alien for the first time. But um, I was just, I was still a little too young to kind of understand what I was watching. It just, it just, sca- it just scared the shit out of me. And I was like, I'm never watching, I'm never watching that again. It's too scary. Yeah. I don't, I don't like this. And um, the same thing kind of happened with The Shining. Less so because I, I find The Shining, personally, I find The Shining a little less scary and just a little more, just extremely unnerving. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fearful in its own right, but 
I watched both of those when I, I think I was a little too young and I still was a little, um, afraid to kind of, um, let the fear in as it were and kind of experience what horror, what, like what a horror film could, could let me experience basically. Right. Um, it wasn't till I was a freshman in college and I watched, um, I watched the conjuring when I came home for fall break. So it was in October, it was the middle of October. So everyone was in the hallow kind of, you know, a Halloween mood. We were going to Halloween parties. Of course. Um, so one night all, you know, all the friends got together and we watched the conjuring and I had never seen the conjuring before. And it, and it, it had been out for a couple years at that point. And personally for me, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen because, you know, it was the first time I really went, okay, I, I think I understand what's happening here. I think I can, you know, so I, I really, I, I paid attention. I, I actually watched the entire runtime of a movie and went, I'm going to, I'm going to try and decipher why I'm so intrigued by this. Yeah. And that was the first time I, I watched a horror film and went, I, I want to see more. I think part of... And it was weird. It was really weird. I think for me, maybe why it took me so long to really get into the genre and and kind of accept it as mm-hmm. um, really a staple in film is that I saw, for the longest time, I saw <laughs> horror movies as that they were only there to scare you. That right. The, that the whole purpose of watching a horror movie was to make you scared. Um, right, right. Of course, I didn't really, at the time, maybe even understand how that could work on so many deeper levels than just jump scares, which, of course, we'll talk about. Yeah. But I didn't realize the way that it could truly, um, I guess I didn't realize its artistic potential. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's, I know what you're saying. And I yeah. think that there's a lot of people that that kind of write off horror as it's just for Halloween time or it's like if you watch a horror movie you're just there's no good story it's just because you want to get scared or right right you want to jump or um, maybe some people think that they're too predictable or whatever it is mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. understand why we kind of get those negative tropes right and and that idea of kind of horrors limitations but I think mm-hmm. it's so much more than that I think it's it's such a it's kind of a this this ongoing preconceived notion that horrors had for 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 years now that yeah it's it, you know cheap scares you you know sometimes it's just gory nothingness um, and actually actually one of the movies we're going to talk about the thing when it when it was originally released it was it was panned critics hated that movie because they just thought it was just some gore fest and they yeah. they, they 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 weren't able to kind of see past this kind of this kind of issue at hand, which was when in the early eighties, nothing that like nothing had been released. That was like the thing because of how bloody it was and how kind of just brutal it was to its characters. Um, I think that's a huge problem with horror today is that, and this has been a problem since, I mean, forever ago, probably since, since after Hitchcock kind of got out of the game is horror movies are initially so poorly received a lot of them are that it takes years and years and years for people to kind of go back to it and realize what they weren't quite getting or what they were missing out on some characterizations they didn't quite pick up. Um, Roger Ebert's one of the best critics who's, who's kind of um, been able to admit when he's wrong. Like he, he's a, he's really good at um, 
like he's he's panned movies before but then come back and and reanalyze them 20 years later and um you know kind of looked more more positively on them and he's done that he's done the reverse too he gave the graduate one of my favorite movies he gave that four out of four stars when it was originally released and then he he re-reviewed it and he was like this is not as good as i remember it being but i think in terms of how like compared to other genres the horror genre one of the one of the biggest reasons why i think it's overlooked is because its in, initial reactions to it are are always so either either mixed or just bad and i think it takes it takes a lot longer for a, a a style of film like horror to kind of appreciate it for what it's trying to do it, i think it takes more time to kind of wrap your head around all the things it's trying to do because humans don't i mean inherently don't like thinking about what scares them right uh, you know that it's something you know you just don't try to do with your everyday life you don't think about what what scares you or you don't want to you don't want to think about what makes you sad or afraid so i I and i think that kind of ties into criticism of horror i think i think a lot of that a lot of initial poor reaction or just kind of mixed reception a lot of it oftentimes comes from people just not wanting to you know be vulnerable just within themselves and, and look at you know what it is that could potentially be scaring them in the story that they're, you know, yeah, kind of seeing I, unfold. I think, I think that's the key. You have to be able to um, be open to that uncomfortable reflection. Mm -hmm. um, and fear is something that everybody can relate to in one way or another. That doesn't mean that we're all afraid of the same things. Right. But um, fear is a common emotion for every single i would argue every single living creature it's not it's it's primal mm -hmm. um it's something that we want to avoid because it is a kind of a a warning signal to some degree right and, right and you can good horror movies can recreate that sort of tension and mm -hmm. and that kind of um that battle almost within your own mind of not wanting to look away but also realizing that you're afraid and you want to get out of that situation. But a big, a big part of it is that horror has always pushed boundaries. Mm -hmm. Always. It's oh, like yeah. you mentioned with the thing. Um, it's also, I mean, going dating back, you mentioned Hitchcock. It's, it's going back to psycho. Mm -hmm. um, when did psycho come out? Was it 1960? I think it was 60, 1960. Yeah, so, but but horror has always been a genre that's um, willing to, first of all, make the viewer uncomfortable, mm -hmm. um, but also show you things on screen that typically audiences don't want to see. Now, mm, yeah. as we've kind of progressed as a society, whether this is good or bad, we kind of have become more drawn to the, the, the violence and the gore and just right, overall right. the macabre. But, mm -hmm. but horror makes people uncomfortable in a way that other film genres don't and really can't do right. within their own limitations. Right. I think the only thing that really comes comes close is, is probably thrillers, but thrillers kind of bleed into the horror genre a little bit. Yeah. Um I think I think it the the why horror is so overlooked is, is kind of kind of a a a, a two-sided sword in that um while 
for the most part, I, I think that criticism of, of, you know, that the idea that it, that it's cheap, that it, it goes for, you know, easy scares. I, well, I, I think that's wrong because usually they get that wrong with horror films that aren't just going for that. Critics can get that wrong with horror films that are actually doing a really good job of, of highlighting something that's, that's frightening, right? Like in the thing, the thing is so good because it, it highlights so many primal fears, like, fr like freezing to death. That's a huge thing that plays out in that movie. Everyone is cold the entire time. They're in like a legitimate kind of like ice house of just contained cold and there's no way to leave. That's such a, that's such a primal, like something that just would irk me, you know? The idea of freezing to death in the middle of nowhere in Antarctica, that that's that's like you can't you it, it can't get much worse than that. Yeah. Right. So you know, well, I think I, I like I said I think part of it is is critics just kind of mis misreading what they're seeing, only targeting the blood or the violence or the gore, and and not really looking underneath and and really trying to look at the subtext or the the ideas that the story itself is trying to cover. Yeah. Um, there also is a huge problem in that there are a lot of shitty horror movies out there, especially, oh, especially now. Yeah. I think in the past it was a little bit harder to get a horror movie um, funded and, and people didn't just never wanted to throw money in into it at all. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you didn't have the money for a, 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 a actual studio from an actual studio, you were making like Z movies basically, right? Movies with a $10,000 budget that were just really campy and, and people kind of recognize that. Nowadays, studios have realized they can throw $5 million at a, at a movie, at a horror film, and no matter what, it will make at least double, triple, quadruple. It'll make 10 times its budget, a $5 million budget. You know how easy it is to cover a $5 million budget with a horror movie because, and this is, this is another layer on top of this. People are okay going to see horror movies with cheap scares. Yeah. They're okay going to see it. They're okay with going to see a movie. That's just a bunch of jump scares. And then one person dies every 40 minutes. And that, that, you know, that doesn't, that's not necessarily saying that someone dying has to like, is what makes something scary, but right. But that doesn't make horror. Right. Exactly. That's not what makes horror. what makes horror. Isn't, you know, Someone turning a light on and a loud noise and a jump scare. Yeah. That that's not what makes horror. The the problem is studios have gotten on have kind of jumped on the train of realizing that you can you can get a minimal budget, B list actors, you can have cheap scares, you know, horrible editing, a director that's new into the game, and you can you can turn a profit. So it becomes this two sided this two edged sword because while I think a lot of times critics are wrong, most of the time they're right. And I think that kind of has an eff that kind of because there are there are an increasing number of movies that are just kind of cheaply made and, and shitty when it comes to horror genre. It, it kind of it kind of overflows into movies that are actually much better than they're realizing well, because I mean, it's just hard to get out of that lens of, oh, I'm actually watching something worthwhile. I'm actually watching something that that is is targeting real fear. I mean, if we keep, and this is the collective we, mm -hmm. keep throwing our money at these studios for making these shitty horror movies, it's mm -hmm. going to only encourage them to continue making shitty horror movies. And you're right. 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 That's why we get 
for example, we get the conjuring and eventually that leads to like the nun and just mm. these awful God, movies yeah. because they're, they're looking for ways to make money and trust me, they are making money. Oh yeah. They're making a ton of money. I, when you were, when you were younger, did you read like horror novels? Did you read like Stephen King or, cause for me, the extent of my like scary book readings yeah, yeah. is like the goosebumps stories. And it was like, I never really looked past that. Film was my introduction to mm-hmm. Stephen King. And I now, right. I mean, he's easily the most recognizable, his characters, his now his films, especially lately um, with, you know, like Netflix picking up a bunch of them. And the It, the it duology the that just it, came out over the past couple years. Exactly. But I think part of it is a lot of our generation, at least mm-hmm. we're kind of we are kind of the last generation who is really exposed to these stories and know what makes a good story also scary, right? Because Mm -hmm. the it books are widely praised as, you know, terrific horror novels. Oh yeah. A lot of Stephen, a lot of Stephen Stephen King King stories are, are like that. Yeah. And you know, when, when it comes to like the shining and getting paired with a director like Kubrick Mm -hmm. and, I feel like nowadays people aren't necessarily so familiar with the stories and they're not necessarily looking for the stories. They're looking to sit down in a dark theater and jump a few times. And if they're scared while they're watching it, they got enough. And, and that's, it's become a problem. And, and I know you also wanted to touch on this. I'll maybe bring us into this next point is Mm -hmm. they horror movies and scary movies have basically altogether been forgotten in the award shows. Oh yeah. And when it comes to so here's a here's a stat that I that I picked up from Go ahead. Sorry. Why'd you do that? I don't know. <laughs> um here's a stat that I picked up from the ringer.com. Okay. okay. And it kind of goes to what you were talking to me um, before we started recording. Um a horror film has only been nominated for best picture they're out of a possible 546 nominees, mm-hmm. okay, um, in the 90-year history of the Academy Awards. How many times do you think a horror movie has been nominated for Best Picture? Man, it it can't be more. It can't be more six than six times. I was gonna say you six could probably times, count it on a hand or two. And they're all, you know, classics: The Exorcist, Jaws, okay. Silence of the Lambs, okay. The Sixth Sense. Yep. Black Swan. Okay. The most recent is Get Out. Wow, The Sixth Sense got got a nomination. Nice. That's yeah. a that's a great horror movie. But think about that. But that's I mean six that's, that's out not like, of five hundred and forty six possible. Right. That is so. One thing I, that kind of I didn't really I never really thought about horror being un, like not included in in the the award scene because really for the most part ever since high school I've reckon I just kind of realized that award award shows especially with movies and television and music are overall just kind of sucky they're not very good they are the worst example of trying to be objective and we could we could I could talk for I could talk for days about that but it wasn't until I watched um hereditary 
and um, Tony Collette, who's also actually in The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Her role in her role in Hereditary was just, oh my gosh, it was the most for me the most effective role I the most effective lead role from a female actor I had seen in all of 2019 by a by a, a long shot mm-hmm. or 28 2018 I I think it was 2018 by a lot and I, in 2018 you know I was I was still in college in 2018 so I was going to the theater every week some usually twice a week for a full year when I wrote for the newspaper at the at at the school I that's all I did I just wrote reviews for them um so I you know I'd seen a lot of movies that year and I thought man I cannot believe like she didn't get anything she saw zero zero recognition yeah for that role and you know we've talked about you know we've talked about how critics and fans can influence you know why horror might be overlooked but I don't I don't know what about horror is overlooked in the sense that it just gets ignored those things get ignored I don't I don't really have that I I can't figure that out it's something that I I can't quite understand because not only is there are there great performances in horror but like you you just you just watched The Descent it's one of the movies we're going to talk about some of the some of the the directing the the use of color in that film how it influenced like there was there is absolutely zero recognition for how well even on the technical side horror films are made like horror films in general just get such little attention and i think i the best the best reasoning i have so far is just that it's because everyone thinks it's just it's just a cheap genre it's a, well, it's, for, it's a genre that goes for reason, cheap thrills, and is that's it. For one reason or another, there is a disconnect between the audience, mm-hmm. between the studios, between the critics, and like you said, between even the award shows. And we have to understand that all of those things um, influence each other in, in one way right. or another. Right. And it seems like with horror especially, that that disconnect and the gap between critical success and mm-hmm. and audience success right is is so much greater than most other films and i think part of it is it's harder to pick out what is a good horror movie um like i'm, com- I'm compared glad to you, other genres you mean yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you that you brought up like the technical side of it though that's actually one of the notes that i had written down for this specifically mm. was <clears throat> I feel like horror, just generally speaking, um, is so underrated in terms of cinematography, in terms of lighting and color and and camera angles and um, special effects, special costume effects, design. Exactly, yeah. Um, the the few horror movies that we get where maybe the the monster or whatever it is you're afraid of is not seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you watched It Follows? Yes, I have. So it follows is, you know, praised, widely praised for its cinematography and the way that it shoots each scene to make you feel like you don't know what is behind the camera and and only Mm -hmm. showing you exactly what you need to be shown. Yeah. But you're right that those kinds of creative choices kind Mm -hmm. of go unnoticed 
because of the genre that they're in. Right. I think I think another thing I see going. I mean, it go all well, the, the one of the problems is it goes unnoticed until it's too late. Right. Like with um a bunch of a bunch of horror like great horror films that came out in the seventies and eighties like costume design and makeup and special effects the way that mm-hmm. that people actually made these these scary things look real like seem grounded in reality it 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 seems like almost like it was so underappreciated for so long that when CGI became a thing it just was the decision to make for most horror creators because they knew that all the work all the money that would go into to something like that wouldn't be valued enough so it's just easier to create something a computer generated image that you can do without having to to create or design anything and, well, and i it's, think it's a lot easier to create those sort of <clears throat> unrealistic fears i guess when you have that kind of technology right um and and I think part of the reason why that's excused is because, like I mentioned before, like fear is so relatable, even mm-hmm. if what you are afraid of is unrealistic, that they can kind of get away with being a bit lazy right. um, in some regards right? Um, because of how easy we truly are scared, how easy it is to scare human beings. But are we really getting scared? And that's what we're going to get into in the next episode. I think this is. I think this is good. Yeah, I, this is a good jump-off point. We both. I think we both agree that you know there are a lot of there are a lot of things that go overlooked when it comes to horror. Um, but there's also a lot of problems that the genre has created for itself, which makes I you know I think it makes it hard for fans and critics to kind of overlook that. Which, as someone who is so new to the love of the genre, it kind of sucks to see. Yeah, but I think uh, I think the the conversation we're gonna have out here in the next couple of days about jump scares, I'm really excited to talk about that because I think it's it's probably one of the biggest problems with the genre. Yeah, I if not the biggest, and of course yeah. we'll get into it. Um, but of man, I agree with you. Um, it it kind of sucks being so new to mm-hmm. um, to horror and and kind of loving the genre that um, it sucks because I look back in all of the best horror movies, um, all of the classics really is, it seems like that was a peak mm-hmm. um, in some ways more than others. But I feel like there's so much more room for improvement. Well, there's also so much hope too. I mean, have you heard of Mike Flanagan? A time, yeah. or, a time or two. Yeah, yeah, I know you have. He, he deserves his own pod, honestly. Dude, should, I would love to should. hear. Oh, we'll, love to hear. We'll him do talk that about one day. Work. We'll break down Flanagan. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right, you wanna you wanna take us out? Give us a little outro. Yeah. So um, hopefully everybody's looking forward to our next discussion. We're gonna talk about why um, jump scares are not scary. Um, today is just really the start of our horror discussions. Um, leading up to Halloween, we've got all kinds of things coming. So if you like what you're hearing, what you're seeing, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Leave us, leave us some reviews, um, some comments, um, some five stars, some thumbs up. Hopefully no thumbs down. But if you disagree with us, let us know. We want to hear from everybody. We'd love to hear it. Leave, leave us some comments. You know, we got, we, got, we got one comment on a video, 
and it was positive. And I was almost disappointed because I wanted someone to just be like, this sucks. So I could go, hey, like, why? Why do we suck? Just to have the conversation. Because when you go, hey, you guys, I love your stuff. And not that I, not that I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your comment that you love the show. I really do appreciate it. But when someone says, I love the show, you're like, oh, thank you. And then it ends. Like, I'm not going to say, well, what did you love about it? Because I don't, I don't know. It's a little self-absorbed. It, yeah, it's like it's so weird. Like, what did, what did you love about me? Like, I'm not going to. No, but I mean, truly, we do we do want to know we do. what people want to see, what we could do better. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, um, this, love is to know a, what this is a work in progress. Absolutely. Um, we have a long way to go, but we hope that we can kind of keep pushing out content that we're happy with, that the people are happy with. Um, 100%. And I, we're not stopping anytime soon. So I hope not. All right, man. See you guys next time. Anyway, this is an elongated way of saying I hate my life and want to. Wow. <laughs>